3: This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about the importance of your big why. Knowing the why behind your business is essential. Your big why helps you stay focused and moving forward towards ultimate success. That's up in a bit, but first, it's our success interview. Today we are talking with leadership and business consultant and the founder of Leader Discovery, Sandra Abbey. Through her business, Sandra is on a mission to fill the world with great leaders, and leadership is something that's so needed in today's world. I know that Sandra has some great insights to share with us, and I am really excited about our conversation. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you, Janelle. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited for our conversation, and I'd love to start each of our conversations by asking our guests to share a little bit about their business. How long have you been in business? How did you start what you're doing, and how has it evolved over time?
4: Sure. Well, I've been in business with Leader Discovery now for just uh, just going on four years. And I, before that I was in more of the corporate realm for 25 plus years, mostly doing leadership development and strategic planning for uh, organizations I worked for. And even though I loved what I did and I felt, um, I felt like I was making a contribution to each organization I worked for, I just felt like there was something more that I was called to do in a different way. And so when I couldn't stop thinking about starting my own business every single day, even while I was at work for my, you know the, the last employer that I worked for, I decided it was time to, to start my own company. And because I knew leadership development and strategic planning, that's where I started. I started out with corporate clients where I would go in and help them to, do leadership training and development for supervisors and managers in their organization because these were people who were great at what they had done and so they had been promoted into a a leadership role, but they really had no clue about leading people. And I think probably everyone has seen that in organizations where someone gets promoted and then they, you know, either turn into a tyrant or they become very, very hands-off, and they're not effective at getting the results that they wanted. So I, I really started working with supervisors and managers on their leadership management and communication skills. Well, what I found is they would go to my leadership academies, and I, I have a 15-module academy that was the first really program that I offered They would go to the Leadership Academy workshops and be inspired and they'd learn a ton and they would have all this great knowledge that they're just waiting to to take back to their workplace, but when they got back on the job, they slipped back into their same old routines and they weren't implementing what they had learned. So, my business evolved to start doing one on one coaching and bringing people together in small mastermind groups to take all that knowledge and learning they had and all the skills they had and learn how to implement it back on the job. Well, it's further evolved since then because once I started doing the one on one consulting. And I was networking, meeting more solo entrepreneurs or small business owners that maybe didn't have a whole team of people to go through the Leadership Academy. So I adjusted the the style, really, to bring together small business owners, bring together solo entrepreneurs or independent business reps in these mastermind groups or the one-on-one coaching and start – helping them to do the same kind of thing. They had a ton of knowledge, great gifts, great uh, service that they wanted to to bring to the world, they're super passionate about their business, but they didn't necessarily know how to implement it in a way to get the results they were looking for. And so that's where my focus now has has shifted from not just sharing knowledge and information, but helping people to implement it so they get the results they're looking for, like more clients or increased revenue, whatever it is that, that will help them have the impact they want their business to have. Wow. And, you know, it's interesting because
3: when people go into business, they go into it thinking it's going to be a certain way. And like yours, it evolves. And I love that you've really observed and listened to what the challenges are. We get so much knowledge and your, your story is, is similar to a lot of people in the, in the regard that they've got that corporate big business experience, but they want to do something more. They want to make that transition. Uh, and the thing that, that really, from everything you said, and you shared so much, is I think a problem that, that happens to a lot of people, um, because leadership and communication is so important. And as someone was talking recently to a group and and they said, you know, if you can say you're a leader, but if no one is following, you're not a leader. And to me, that was a big aha moment. I think it's really important that um, people take what they learn and apply it. And I love that, that you're teaching people how to do that, because I think that is a huge Gap. We get back into our day to day, and we've got great intentions, and then we don't do anything to apply it.
4: Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I noticed. In fact, I was talking to a client. I, I had a, a coaching session with her just last night, and she was she was telling me about how she's invested a lot in going to um, trainings and attending courses and and going to different events and she's learned so much from those but she felt like even though she's been in business for quite a few years she still felt like she's stuck in that startup mode because Mm -hmm. she even though she's learned so much she hasn't really learned how to work on her business in other words growing her own business um, rather than just working in her business, creating creating content or creating programs, but not really going out there and, and having the clients that she can help with all this knowledge she has. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's a struggle for a lot of um, solo entrepreneurs especially, that they have a, a – ton of learning and education and skills and their own unique genius area, but they don't yet know how to use it in a strategic way, and that's where my strategic planning background jumps in, to, to really make sure that they are attracting ideal clients, that they're leveraging their own time so that they can serve more people and, and not necessarily spend all their time um, just creating content or gathering knowledge, but with, without the opportunity to share it with those that they really, really know that they can help and serve.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I think a lot of people, you know, you always
3: want to be learning and you're always evolving as a business owner, but I think there's a time, and I love the way what you just said that, that I wrote down was strategic application to knowledge because so many people keep running around you know, going from one coach to another, one program to another. And I get that. It's exciting. It's energizing. But you've also got to take and apply it. And at some point, and I mean, I know I did the same thing early on in, you know, my entrepreneur journey is, you know, I need one more certification, one more training. And I finally got to the point where I realized I had so much knowledge. But if I didn't start applying it, using it, Sharing it it wasn 't of any value, so how do you have
4: that conversation with people? Well you know one of the things I talk to people about and and usually they um, usually at first when when someone doesn't know uh, me very well, they will uh, try to put on a face that is everything is going great, their business is going wonderful they have XYZ certification, they just came back from this or that conference, and it sounds all wonderful, but I sometimes really have to drill down to ask a couple of tough questions, and that is, um, how many clients do you have that you're able to serve right now, and do you have a consistent revenue coming in that is enough to pay all the bills for the business and pay yourself a salary as well? And when I, when I really drilled down to that key, you know, those key results questions, and it's not that I'm all about profit either, but Uh if someone's not bringing in enough revenue to cover their business expenses and, you know, keep the lights on in their home and keep food on their table, all of that, then they're not going to be able to stay doing the, you know, the job or the, the calling that they're passionate about because, you know, I've seen too many people have to go back and get a job when they really, really have amazing gifts to share. So Mm -hmm. when when we get granular with the results, that's when people will open up to me and say, well, you know, I really only have one client, and I'm doing the work for them pro bono because they really, really need it, and I don't know how to attract (laughs) more clients that will actually pay for me. (laughs) So that's, you know, that's getting very real and very authentic. It is. And, you know, it's interesting
3: because um, I think it's that's something that a lot of coaches do when they're getting started. And I realize that you've got to get some experience um, before you can go out and start charging more. But I find a lot of people give away what they're doing. And for me personally, what I find is, if you're not charging at least something, people don't value what you're offering. I know when I was starting and I would do that, it's amazing how many people don't show up or they have all sorts of excuses why they can't do what they're supposed to do. But when people are paying for it, they're invested in it. It doesn't have to be a, a ton, but they've got to have some skin in the game. I, I believe, personally, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
4: I agree with you there. I think when you when you mention the word value, people want to give value to others, and especially the the kinds of business owners I work with are usually um, in the service industry and they really truly care about serving people and giving value. But one of the things that they don't always do is value themselves and value their own knowledge, their own genius zone, their own gifts that they're able to give others, they sometimes don't value that enough to be able to put a dollar amount on it. And it's, it's tough because, you know, people who are very passionate and service-oriented um, don't necessarily always think in terms of dollars. So sometimes I try to help them think about how many people they can serve. And then back that up into the equation of, so how much is it that you can afford to charge in order to attract these clients and have the number of people you want to serve working with you? Mm-hmm. So we really, we really emphasize value and the number of people that can be reached, the number of people that can be served and influenced, and, and how to leverage that time to serve the number of people that will really make a difference or really be impactful for that uh, business owner.
3: Uh, No, I I love the way that you phrase that, and I love those two questions that you ask, because I think people, when they're talking to to people, they tell them how successful they are and how everything's great, but when it gets down to it, they don't have any money to really invest in the things that they need. So sometimes I think we want to believe it's going really well, but we really need to get – someone who is an expert that can help us, I believe, move the dial. And I love um, what, what you're doing. And I want to continue this conversation, but we need to take a real quick break. And sure. when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about um, the different things that you teach people with communication skills, leadership, and really talk about how being diligent, and being persistent really gets
5: results. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to... Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million-dollar award-winning business is this.
0: creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
1: Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge
3: to Profit. Today in our success interview, we're talking with Sandra Abbey. She is a business consultant and the founder of Leader Discovery. And we had a great conversation before the break. So if you missed it, you absolutely want to go back and listen to it. She's got an incredible story. And... I love the fact that um, we really talked about strategic application to knowledge. It's not just about learning. You've really got to apply it. And she asked some key questions to help you get really clear uh, to see if you're on path. So go back and listen to that. And I want to just take just a couple of minutes um, and really talk in the second half, Sandra, about how Business is really all about getting results, and that takes commitment. That takes persistence. But first, it takes a vision for the future and being dedicated. And I'd love to just have you talk just a little bit about some of the things, because you mentioned we were, in your introduction about how you work with people. You do talk about communication skills. You talk about leadership skills. So what does that look like? for an entrepreneur? What are some of the key characteristics that they should focus on to be a great leader?
4: Absolutely, thanks for asking about that, Janelle. One of the things I think is key is that the leader of an organization, and this is any size organization, the the leader really is the person who sets the tone for where they're taking that business. And you mentioned vision, that's the, the number one skill that a great leader has is to set the vision for where they want to be in the future. I know when I first started doing strategic planning work um, clear back in the late 80s, things were a little bit different then. People would do, they would set a vision for 30 years in the future and then try to plan out, you know, 30 years. Well, times just change way too quickly for that. The, The market changes the direction of business changes, technology changes, um, and people don't necessarily stay in silos. There are more uh, opportunities to collaborate and network with others sometimes who – may in the past have been been viewed as competitors, but now you're forming strategic alliances and joint ventures and you're actually collaborating with each other. So the vision of one single company isn't necessarily the end all and be all, but a, a leader will be flexible, they adapt, they keep an eye on what's going on in the world around them, what the trends are, and they are constantly scanning for, you know, to achieve my vision, where I want to take this company, what do I need to do next, who do I need to collaborate with, who do I need to connect to and uh, see if we can maybe work together in some way. So it really has turned into a place where Anyone can be a leader of their organization and it doesn't mean they have to have a whole team of people working as employees for them. Sometimes their team that they're leading are other business owners. They are strategic partners. They are, you know, maybe vendors or suppliers or someone that has you know they have a licensing agreement with and they're partnering with them on on uh, furthering their vision. So leadership you know can have many different thing, different aspects, and it really all resolve, revolves around that vision of where you're taking that, that organization, who you're serving, who's your ideal client, and how is it that you can bring value to them. One of the, one of the definitions for leadership that I really, really like, and this is from a, a well-known leadership guru. John Maxwell, he, he says that leadership is simply influence. Oh. And if you think about that, you, uh, any individual has influence in their lives around them, whether it's in their business, in their relationship with other people, um, in their family relationships, in their relationship with their community, whatever it is that they want to see changed or want to be better in the world, they can show their leadership skills simply by having influence in those areas. So I really like that definition of leadership is influence. I do
3: too, and I, I like he's got such a, a great perspective on um, on being a leader. So that's I, I love that that leadership is influence. And you mentioned about um, collaboration and working with and building those those relationships. And I know you, like like we do, really believe in in networking and building those relationships. And I think it is really important to find some collaborative partners that you can work with. We know that we can't do it all alone, although I think a lot of people try to do it and it's just too difficult. Once you start doing that, you're not staying in your zone of genius. You're not staying... In, in your lane. You're trying to do everything. And it's amazing how many people try to do tasks that they could outsource or that they could get someone else to do very economically. And it takes them 10 times as long. And the results are, in many cases, substandard because they're just not, that's not their expertise. So how do you get people to shift and really realize the value and the importance of really finding the right people to collaborate with?
4: Yes. Well, you know, one of the things that I do is bring together people in mastermind groups, and that is um, both in-person one uh, mastermind groups here in Arizona, but also virtual groups um, from around the country and even international. Now, I have a couple of people from Canada in my um, virtual mastermind groups. So mm-hmm. I want, so the I bring people together, and sometimes those synergies really point out each individual strength but one of the the modules i will say that that we talk about in this group is really just making a huge brainstormed list of all of the things that you are skilled at doing all of the things that you do really really well and if you could, you know, I I say maybe you're not at that point of your business yet that you feel like you could outsource everything, but if you could outsource everything that you are not truly, you're an expert at it or you absolutely love to do it, Mm -hmm. Um, if you could do that, what are the things that you would keep for yourself that you are expert at and that you absolutely love to do? Mm -hmm. And Usually, that gets to the key of what is that person's. I think you said, you know, zone of genius, right? Mm-hmm. So, if if someone loves to, um, I'm going to say, it, is passionate about uh, nutrition and wellness, and that's what they absolutely love to teach people about um, great nutrition and how they can have a better, more energetic life through through eating right and living the lifestyle they want. Maybe this person is so gifted at teaching that, Mm -hmm. then the best use of that individual's time is to be out there teaching, talking to people, Um, whether it's in person or maybe reaching out to influence more by uh, recorded webinars or a course, something like that. But still being in that mode of teaching and sharing information because that's their zone of genius. But too often I find entrepreneurs who they spend their time behind a computer trying to type up or uh, use you know, home, homegrown equipment to record a, their their course materials or to mm-hmm. type up uh, blog posts or to um, create their own website and write all the copy for their website. They're spending so many hours on that that they're spending very little time doing what they love and they're truly good about, and that is the teaching that that they love, mm-hmm. So I, I see that happen time and time again. And what I try to do is help people see what it is that they are truly best at what they can do that no one else could do because it's uniquely them. Mm-hmm. And then put together a plan for what steps are needed to be taken so that you can focus a minimum. And I, I like this, a minimum of four hours of, a day, just doing those things that you do best Mm. so i think that really really helps and it can sometimes seem daunting it 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 doesn't always happen immediately but in in my 12-month mastermind program we go through all of the steps it takes to get to that point and the very last module is about building your team outsourcing and living that life where you are just focused on your zone of genius. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's a great journey to take with people to see their businesses transformed to where they can focus most of their time on those things that they truly love and that are income-producing. So that's really one of the things that I love to see is those results over a year's time that changed someone from trying to do everything themselves to freeing up their time to spend it just on what they love. And part of it is forming those strategic alliances and relationships with other people who are experts at putting together the website or designing the marketing materials or creating the online courses or writing their book for them, all of Mm -hmm. those kinds of things, some of it is just finding the right connections to work together. Absolutely, and there are, you know, I think that's one of the things that
3: um, with what what Michael's been doing and what his his zone of genius is with Turn Knowledge to Profit is being able to take someone's content and turn it into that that, you know, done for you solution. And I think it's a people look at it and they're they're amazed because for him it's easy, for other people it's hard. But focus on what you do well and then have someone else, like you say, do those other pieces. I Um, thinking about the statement you made about you should be working a minimum four hours a day on, you know, those things that only you can do. And I bet people, when they look at it, are probably only working minutes a day on the things that they do best and only they can do. If they really are honest and looking at their schedule, I think oftentimes we focus on the things that um, are easy to do, not the things we should necessarily be doing, uh, and you know, I, I think that also this this conversation we're having is really a shift because it used to be that people would always say, focus on getting better at the things that you're weak at or not good at, and now it's focus you know, on spending your time on the things that you're really good at and your zone of genius and outsourcing the rest. So it's a whole paradigm shift. So it's it's great that you help your clients
4: and help people kind of make that shift. Absolutely. You know, it, when I think about it, it's really accepting who you are and what you do best and what you love and are passionate about, accepting that and investing in that versus investing in learning how to do things that are not your strength.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's, um, that's great. And this has been a great conversation, and I think a lot of, of things to get people to, to think about. So how can our listeners learn more about you and what you do and connect with you?
4: Yes, I I think the very easiest way to connect with me is to go to my website, which is leaderdiscovery.com. When you go to leaderdiscovery.com, just scroll down to the bottom of any page. There's a big orange button there that links directly to my calendar because the best way that I get to know people is talking to them. So you schedule an appointment on my calendar. We'll get on the phone together. And I, just, I love learning about people and their businesses and where they're at and thinking about how we could work together to help them get the results that maybe are just not hitting it on all, all cylinders right now. Well, that, thank you, and we will put a link to your
3: um, website on our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page so people will be able to connect with you. So as we wrap up our time together, can you give our listeners one piece of advice that will, they can apply immediately that will help them build, scale, or leverage their business?
4: Yes, I think the one thing that I would love to leave people with, and and again, it links back to being the leader of your own life and of your own business. If you think about it, a leader is someone who keeps their commitments and they do what they say they will do. So the best way you can be the leader of your own life and your own business is to keep your commitments to yourself. So many people will say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to, you know, change the way I do things. I'm, I'm going to hire a business coach or I'm going to um, you know, collaborate with someone instead of trying to do it all myself. And then they don't do it. And that means they have not kept a commitment to themselves. Mm. So that's what I would like to leave people with is to truly be a leader, keep your commitments to yourself. I
3: love that. That's a great way to um, end our time And I want to thank you so much for for sharing and helping us get a new perspective on what it means to be a leader and how we can step into that role. Thank you very much, Sandra.
4: Thank you, Johnnell. I truly enjoyed it.
3: We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is John L.
5: McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder
0: If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. As always, I'm here with Janelle and in our Business Builder segment today, we're talking about the importance of knowing your big why.
1: I'm really excited to have this conversation today, Michael, because I think a lot of people say when I'm talking to them in conversation, they know their why, but we know that really understanding your quote unquote big why is really important and it's not necessarily just knowing why you do things. What do you think? Can you tell a little bit more about it?
2: Well, absolutely, I think it's fundamental to really understanding you know why you actually do what you do. I mean, it's really your big why is is really what drives you forward. It's the reason you're in business. Um, it really underlies everything. And um, you know you can ask yourself those kinds of questions. Why did you start this business and not some other business? You know, how did you get into this? Um, what really is exciting about it or what really, really gets you going or gets you passionate. Another component of the big why is is what's what do you really care about? Do you care about um, your family, your legacy, your money? You know, sort of what is it that really underlies everything that you do? And once you know what that is, once you know your big why, it helps you stay focused in both your business and your personal life. Um, when you know your big why it's really easy to focus on the things that help you achieve that you know there's so many things that you can do each day Um, there's so many distractions we all have and if you know your big why it really helps you separate out those things that are essential to do and those things that are not Um, you know the question you ask is it is this driving towards my big why is this supporting my big why? And if it's not then you really have to question why you're know why you doing it. You know, it isn't always easy to determine what your big why is. Often people start with, well, it's more money or it's financial independence or something like that. And those are okay, you know, but in my experience, and I, I think you would agree, they're rarely the actual big why. They're really the underlying reason that you're in business, that you do what it, you do. Um, you have to ask yourself, if you say it's money, what are you gonna do with that money? Why do you need that money? What is it gonna provide for you? What kind of lifestyle is it gonna provide? What is it gonna allow you to do? And that really gets you closer to your big why. I know you and I have had a lot of conversations about this.
1: Well, and for us, it's really about being driven by our family, by the time we have to spend with them, we want that flexibility in what we do. And it's not just for today, but it's for the long term. That's really our big why for our family, for our grandchildren, and those to come. But it took us a while to figure that out. And for us, it was really doing what we loved and were passionate about, but also about creating that lifestyle that we really wanted to live.
2: Yeah, absolutely it really is about lifestyle and um, the, your lifestyle or the lifestyle you want really plays a big part of determining what your big why is you know clearly you know most people don't want to be poor or homeless that's a given but I would submit that most people really don't want to be excessively rich either well you know really what I should say is that not that they don't want to be rich but they really don't want to put in the effort take the risks make the sacrifices that really are necessary to achieve great wealth um, you know of course it, you know if, if we won the latter lottery tomorrow that would be great but barring that happening um, we've made the decision to um, balance work and life um, we could work a lot harder do a lot of additional things really drive the business very very hard and have more wealth but Our big why, as you said, being family and and spending time with family and really having that opportunity, really balances against how much time we want to spend in the business.
1: No, I agree. And I think a lot of people um, want to make more money, not necessarily, I've seen the shift, not necessarily for them, but because of their give back. That's part of their why. And, you know, you and I have talked about that because for me, even if we did win the lottery tomorrow, our, I don't believe our lifestyle would really change because we have the things that are important to us. We might do a little bit more traveling and do a few more things for the kids. But overall, I don't think it would really change that much. But how we can support others and the give back would certainly change to a much higher degree than you know, what we're able to do today, although I think we do quite a bit, and it's that balance.
2: Yeah, it really is that balance, and I I would agree with you. I don't think it would change much. Maybe it would work a little bit less, but I can't see us not working. I think that that's really you know part of what drives us, what we're passionate about. But I think you're right; it's partly the give back, it's partly what we can we do for other entrepreneurs, for other people, for other folks that are less fortunate. We like to do those kinds of things as well. And you know, it's really what, what's important to us is that flexible work schedule. That's why I'm in this business. That's why I don't work a corporate nine to five job, um, not because I don't necessarily want to. But because I like that flexibility of being able to go to birthday parties or school events for the grandkids or um, take the grandkids to lunch every now and then or those kinds of things. I mean, I spent a lot of years um, as I was learning, um, I spent a lot of years um, traveling as a consultant. I was away three, four weeks a month. And that really took a toll. I know it took a toll on me, but it took a toll on the family as well. And and so having been through that type of lifestyle, I know I don't want to go back to that lifestyle. I don't want to go back to the 80, the 100-hour weeks. It's just not what drives me today. What really drives me, as you said earlier, is that work-life balance, being able to spend time with the family, being able to really enjoy the grandkids as they're growing.
1: Well, I think it's also about doing something that you're passionate about, doing something that's helping others. The beauty of it is finding what you're really good at, what you love doing, and finding a way to do that and make it work for you in a way that has that balance that you're looking for because I know you get most excited when you're helping people create something when you're learning something new and putting it together in a way that others couldn't even envision that's when you're most excited and I think most content I mean other than when you're having lunch with one of the grandkids or having those conversations but so it's, it's about finding what you love doing, finding a way to be able to do that in a way that makes sense for you and your family and all those around you.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, in, when you figure out or you, you take some time to figure out what your big why is, you really want to start with um, what's the lifestyle that you want what's really important to you and don't worry about how you're going to generate money from that or how you're going to make that into a business because in today's world there are just so many options for business Um, with the advent of online businesses and just the availability of so many different options we really do live in an incredibly rich time when you can really make a business out of just about anything in just about any media. So really start with what's the underlying driver for you? What really gets you up in the morning? What are you passionate about? Where do you want to spend your time? And now you're getting at the big why. Once you get there, then you can figure out how can you build a business around that? How can you build a life around that?
1: No, I agree, and I've talked to so many people lately, when they get clear about their big why, it helps them then set their intentions of what they want to happen, what they want their business to look like, and I've talked to a couple people in the last week who really said once they got clear on that, things started to fall in place in ways they never could have imagined, people that they'd been trying to connect with for multiple years and had been unable to reach and it had been totally unobtainable, literally fell into their lap in ways that they never could have predicted. But I believe a big part of that is being clear on your big why. What do you want to accomplish? Why do you want to accomplish it? And how are you going to bring it all together? And I think it's really important to understand you don't have to have all the answers. The answers will come together when you put everything together in the perfect way. And I think that's what's so important. It really helps us drive ourselves, our business, and everything forward. And you know, we'd love to hear what your big why is. What are you looking for? If you go to our Turn Knowledge to Profit Facebook page, under today's episode, share what your big why is. And if you're not sure what your big why is, put down what you think it is or put down what questions you have about helping determine what that is. And let's start a conversation because once you understand that, the world is going to open in ways you never expected.
2: I I absolutely agree. I mean, understanding your big why is so important. And you mentioned the idea of focus. Um, And I go back to the law of attraction. Really, to me, it's the law of focus is really what the law of attraction is. It's it's focus on those things that you want to bring into your life. And as you said, somehow the right people are in the room that you go to the right events. You start to see lots of opportunity around you to build that business, to build that life that really drives your underlying big why.
1: Absolutely. And I'm excited to hear what people have to say. Again, visit us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit, and let's continue the conversation.
2: You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.
0: Turn knowledge to profit